and welcome to Not Like the Other Girls. Three absolutely unique, groundbreakingly chill, beer drinking girls tackling topics that you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Ash and I'm not like the other girls because I'm changing my name to Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. I'm Lucy and I'm not like the other girls because my nickname in high school was Pissy Elliot. I'm Julia and I'm not like the other girls because I used my frozen eggs to make an omelette and it was delicious. So this is our Ask a Man episode in honour of Movember and International Men's Day and we have two men here. Woo! Woo! Our first guest episode. Um, So let's introduce them now. Hi, I'm Elliot, and I'm not like the other girls because I pleasure myself to James Vanderbeek. Uh, I'm Stuart, I'm, I'm not like the other girls because as of this sentence, I've guest starred on not like the other girls. <laughs> that <Love> is spicy. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Tell us like a one-liner about yourself so the audience can get a feel for who you are as men. Uh, I always underperform. In your episode on soft boys, you said there's three types of guys, culties, lads and soft boys. And I'm pretty much the epitome of lad. I'm the laddest of lads, probably why you asked me here today. Absolutely. When I think about lads, I think of two men in particular, Conor McGregor and you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we are quite alike. I'm like midway through my Sunday grooming routine. So I'm like, I'm like Conor, <laughs> thick, full beard. And yeah. How many people have you assaulted? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't have a whiskey brand yet, so it's going to roll that out first and then it's really early days. beat on some old men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our topic for this week um, is T.I. and his daughter. Um, so if you guys don't know, T.I. came out of nowhere. Was he even asked? I don't know. I think he just... He actually volunteered the information yeah, himself. He just offered up this information about how he still accompanies his 18-year-old daughter to the gynecologist mm. to check her hymen uh, to make sure that she is still a virgin. She is 18, she's in college, um, and uh, yeah, every month, year, it's every year, isn't it? Uh, on her birthday, he, <laughs> God, it gets worse, um, he brings her and he makes her sign this thing to say that he can see the results and it's to check that she has not had sex yet. Honestly, if I had that relationship with my father still, I don't think I'd need anywhere near as much therapy as I currently do. I think you would need so much more. The whole thing is so insane and so disgusting. Like, could you imagine the awkwardness of, first of all, on your birthday. So it's not even like, oh, I, I have to go for something else. It's I like, we're just going. It's my birthday. So it's my yearly check with my father to see if my hymen is still intact. <laughs> Did he say why? I mean, like, I know he wants to know, but is he like... He hasn't said why, but yeah. I'm fairly certain it's like something weird and misogynistic. Yeah. I don't think there's like a wholesome reason for wanting yeah. to know if your daughter's still a virgin. It's implied. It's a <laughs> it, was a very, it, was, it was a heavy impl- implication yeah. of it's to make sure she's not getting any action. I, 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 I look, I, I got a slight kick out of the headline, as terrible as it is, as shocking as it is. I've always resented T.I. <laughs> because before I liked rap music, he was rap that some of my friends liked and they didn't like any of the rock music that I was cool and alternative and liked. So yeah. I always resented him purely for that. And then also gall and audacity are two really nice words to say. And it was like, could see a headline where I could be like, the gall, like the audacity of being <laughs> proud of saying that. Like not even just doing it, but being like, look what a cool dad I am. I do this every year. That's the thing that gets me. It was like, this is great. Here, here's a tip for all the dads out there. This is what you should do. And every woman, and also a lot of men, were just horrified at this whole thing. It was insane. I think that he said that the doctors every year are like, 
you know, there's a number of ways that the hymen can tear mm-hmm. or break. Uh, bike riding, horse riding, like physical sports activity. And he replied with, she ain't doing no bike riding, ain't riding no horses or doing any physical activity. So just give me my results. And the fact that he said my results, like they're not his results. They're her do- his daughter's results. He, like, it's not his test. Um, yeah, so it just feels like complete ownership. But it's like, you kind of, you think about, sometimes you think about like, when we think about ownership of women, a lot of the time we think about just the partners, you kind of forget that people do still feel ownership over their daughters. And fuck, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Like my dad now, I try to get my dad to help me make decisions. He was like, no, you're your own grown woman. I'm like, dad, make a decision for me. Check my like, diamond. Not maybe that level of, yeah, <laughs> maybe not that far. Mm. Oh, it's insane. And I don't know, like, does she not feel embarrassed? Like, her dad just came out and said that, God, like, oh, her friends are probably like, yeah. what the fuck? Her friends are like, you're, just a, you're a dumb virgin who can't drive. <laughs> when you're 18, you don't want anyone to know you're a virgin most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it depends. It's also not, like, there's no test to see if you are still a virgin. Yeah, it's a misunderstanding yeah, of the it, hymen entirely. Yeah. It's a completely, like, if... I he's probably buying her tampons being like these tampons and they're just destroying her hymen and now he's going to be like oh you have sex and she's like oh dad I can't win here yeah it's ridiculous but if it was if she were in a relationship and her boyfriend or partner were making her do this everyone would be like run get the fuck out yeah. when yeah. it's your father it's so much harder like you can't run from also, your dad also she's 18 she's probably still dependent on him financially would, uh, financially yeah. mm. and you're like okay cool my birthday we're gonna just go and check if my hymen is still there she hasn't oh. spoken out about this at all. Not that I know She's of. She's never... No. We do, do, honestly, we have not researched that, but no. that's a nice... Thanks for the heads up. Maybe we should have. Um, I don't know. If I were her, I think I'd probably just let it go. I would say the gynecologist is just like, what the fuck is this man doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to lie. Um, and every year he tells a little lie. It's her birthday present. Yep, she's doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a uh, so gives her a card. Like, yeah. Plot twist. What if the gynecologist... Is oh, no. T.I. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole... Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Baby, you can have whatever you like, except sex. Am I right? <laughs> and with that nice segue... Segue! Sponsor us. So, first of all, what are your opinions on men? I guess I'd be quite well known for being a generalizer about men. And uh, a little bit of a misandrist, a bit of a man-hater. Honestly, I don't hate men. Just most of them. It's not all of them. It's just the majority. Not all men. Hashtag not all men. Um, I love my dad. My daddy. Nebraska. Jesus Christ, in the words of Lady Gaga. Fair. No, I don't hate men. Uh, I like them. But, however, there are sometimes stereotypes about men that I find to be very true in a general sense in real life. You know? Mm-hmm. That's very fair. I... I love men. Men are great. And I'm so blessed and lucky that my entire life I've been surrounded by, like, starting with family. The men in my life were absolutely incredible. And then my friends as well. So it was a real shock to the system (laughs) when I realised how shit a lot of men can be. So, like, I think you get a lot of the situation where people talk about, oh, not all men. You're, like, holding us to this impossible standard. And, like, the standard I'm holding you to is the standard my dad and my brother set. Mm -hmm. So if you can't meet that and it's just human decency, then get away from me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I think I come off as a man-hater. A little bit as well. I just tend not to care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like men. Men are great, I guess. <laughs> Everyone likes men. But I do I do get that uh, I have met some very shit men also in my life. 
and I've I think I've met more shit men than shit women. Yeah, I agree. Shit in a different way. Yes. Shit in a way that's scary. Like women don't scare me, but like men have scared me many times. <laughs> women don't scare me, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> women like shit women you're like, oh you're just like an unpleasant person and I yeah. don't want to be around with you. But then men's like, oh you might kill me, so I need to really yeah. navigate this way in a very safe way. It's yeah. true. And I don't really like when I go for like a walk in the dark because I'm trying to get home, not like I'm not like trying to put myself out there, or am I? But I never like if it's a woman behind me I'm never scared but when like I feel really bad for male joggers because if there's a male jogger behind me I'm like ah and he's just like some guy who's going for a run because he has kids and you can only have that time to run he's not trying to scare me and he's always like so sorry and I'm like no don't be a man (laughs) that's my only advice to you stop being a man it's the only way you can win me over uh yeah I'm also very lucky that the majority of men in my life are just great people and I love them a lot. And I don't surround myself with crap men. So I guess you guys aren't crap men. <laughs> I'm, back I'm feeling pretty blessed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some men can be shit. Some men can't. As my opinion on everything we've talked about in this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> you never have a definitive answer. Don't really. No. Some like there's. I have like a lot of like favorite men that I'm like, wow, you're so fab. Like I used to, Terry Crews used to be one of my favorite men. And then he was like, I'm not sure if single women can raise children properly. And I was like, whoa, Terry, that was a really easy way to fall off my favorite men list. Yeah, I didn't know he said that. Yeah, he was very he said Terry re- Crews yeah. for Terry Crews. It was a nuanced discussion <laughs> where he was talking about how a father figure is very important for kids. Um, and it came out real wrong, yeah, maybe. It really was not said in a way mm. that was okay mm. at all. I guess for me in my head. He was a little cancelled. I was like, whoa, whoa. In one sentence, you kind of... And that's not fair. I don't think it's fair to cancel someone on one sentence, but I also did it. So, ha, huh, because I'm allowed to make my own decisions. Uh, you talked about the generalisation as well. Do you feel like you do generalise men a lot? Absolutely. And it's some of my main feedback in life. Throughout my life, people go, Lucy, you're generalising about men. But if they didn't all do the same thing all the time, I wouldn't have to. You know, like how many times throughout I just realised that I've slipped directly into the misandry I was <laughs> explaining. But how many times are we going to come across men who do the exact same thing or answer the exact same way? It's gotten to a stage in my life that now I can predict their behaviour. And that feels weird. Because like I feel like with some of the women in my life, I'm like, whoa, I can't wait to see what emotion she feels because of this thing. Whereas sometimes with men, I'm like, I know what you're going to be like right now. I just know. Anyway, basically, I am not the person to ask about generalizing about men because I think I wrote the book on it. I'd agree. You should write down all of our answers to all of our questions yeah. now and then just see after. We could leave. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> what they would say if they were here. Lucy's just going to take on the role of the two men. I, yeah, probably generalize about men. I tend to just, it's not so much as generalizing about men, but it's about awful things happening and then me just attributing it to men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like someone that. will tell me a story about like a guy that's done something and I'm like, oh, men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. me too. That's all going yeah. to like a pit, a collective pit where all the bad men or the bad things that men do go yeah. and then I like sort through it and go, this is my mandalus for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with that. I sometimes do that as well. I'm like, oh, men. Like when something bad happens that was done we by do a man. We do all the time. We do. And it's, Sometimes I don't even, not even that I mean it. I just kind of fallen into this pattern of just always doing it. Me just, too. I don't yeah. always mean it. It's just like the word that comes to mind. And when I say men, I actually don't mean all men, which is a funny thing, like hashtag yeah. not all men. Because I'm only talking about a specific like type of man in my head. Mm-hmm. Whereas my favourite men don't count in that category because my dad doesn't count in that category. He's my favourite they're, they're not men. They're like a higher level of man. 
Yeah. They're like, they've achieved it. <laughs> Christian genius millionaires. <laughs> Billionaires. Sorry, Christian genius billionaires. Kanye West. I'm going to get a season to this. <laughs> Rise and shine. That is copyrighted. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe the fact that we sing songs that are actually copyrighted throughout the 2012 episode might be where we are downfall. I also don't think that enough people listen to us that we're not going to be on the radar of anyone that would remotely want to sue us or take us in. We also don't sing them accurately enough for it <laughs> to be recognisable. It might be the only reason that you don't have a sponsor though. Oh. Um, Ouch. <laughs> That's the reason. The they sing badly. Yeah. I would like to point out that we have had two people offer to be podcast daddy. We just are self-sufficient. Who? We have two podcast daddies. <laughs> Did someone propose to say, I'll be your podcast daddy? Not no. in so many words, but we have had offers that we're all uncomfortable so taking. Words. We got, fewer words. They just, go, they just send us messages saying, daddy question mark? Yeah. <laughs> The only email we get to the Gmail account. Hyphens are used, so it's all word. Podcast I, I send that to a lot of podcasts I listen to and just say, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> oh, so maybe it was you. Stuart's <laughs> is actually looking for his real father. Like you don't want to start drilling into my alt accounts. You might find you have a lot fewer listeners than you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. The numbers are the only thing we care about. Okay, so now to you guys. Um, what do you think are the main male stereotypes that you've run into during your life? Would you like to take it? You had a good uh, soft boy. Uh, well, I think it, it, like if you talk about what we're exposed to in Dublin, you guys did put it pretty well. You kind of get this like triangular type spectrum of culty to lad to soft boy. Uh, soft, you know, you get like the typical like people who would talk about cultural things and try to like outculture each other quite a lot. Uh, then you get like typical tough guy lads. But I also don't think the division is that simple because I know plenty of people who at first sight would look extremely soft boy, but or like hipster or like alternative, but are really massive gym huns and were into loads of sports and stuff. So I, I always find it like quite difficult to stereotype men. I think it was like a lot easier when we were younger and we were teenagers, mm. but in our twenties, like it's always it's always more nuanced than that. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I don't know if it's the the case of like more access to technology and internet and stuff like that but or the fact that we are just aging but now it is tends to be a spectrum like it's not people's identities aren't so clear to find anymore and i think it's rare that the lad stereotypes still exist and all that stuff but i find at least the people i'm surrounded by i find it hard to pin them down do you feel that it's better now than it even was 10 years ago? You know how you're saying about when you were younger, it might have been different. But do you feel like if you were your age 10 years ago, do you feel like there were maybe more stereotypes then? And that in the in 2019, it's kind of better for men that we can, we, I am a man now, um, that you guys are kind of more nuanced. Do you think you have the cape? Do you think you have been given the scope to be multifaceted? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember for me as a teenager, I just latched onto simple definitions and then identified myself as them. So I started off as like an emo skater boy and then that's just what I was. And I didn't really think beyond that because I didn't really feel the need to. And then as I got older and matured, I was like, actually, there's more to me than just this image. Yeah, for me, it's like the, the, the kind of pockets of like culture you can find grow widely as you get older. So I don't know if like, time would make much of a difference because like you know when you're in primary school you're exposed to 20 30 other children and then the kids in your road and that's it and then when you're in secondary school suddenly you have 30 kids in your class plus what 100 in your year whatever 
So you just have a lot more people to seek out, which also allows you to be your own thing and you don't have to just conform to the, the general interest. So it's hard to say that would be different 10 years ago because I think it's more so affected by the freedom that you have to, to explore different things with different people. Hmm. What do you think the pros are of being a man? Uh physicality probably is good i mean like he's kind of made a point earlier that when i'm crossing the street most men don't scare me you know if i pass them yeah so kind of i mean there's like a horrific thing when walking home from a night out from a night link is uh you're so afraid of scaring other people mm. and that's obviously a very male privileged thing to be like i'm worried about making you feel scared rather than me being scared myself I mean, yeah, like, I, like I've, I've been mugged before. Like, you get scared when you go out and about after that. And I, I can get harmed and I should be careful. But also, I'm, I'm obviously nowhere near as, as, as fearful as I'd say uh, a woman would be. Um, and probably, yeah, like, it's the idea that we have privilege, but we don't recognize it in our day to day. Like, I can't tell when someone treats me a certain way because of my gender. That's what privilege is, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a whole spectrum of nuance that I can't pin. It, it's a hard question to answer because it's like, where do you even begin? And it's like so colored in every facet of our lives. Like, how do we even begin to list out the ways in which it is good? Like, you know. What do you think the cons of being a man are? I would say isolation. In general, I think men tend to feel isolated. Even amongst, like, in our friends group, a very sensitive fellas, soft boys, maybe some would say, and have very good relationships with each other and express themselves often and clearly. But even still, and I'm very emotional and very expressive, but even still I feel isolation because of my mechanics that happen to be fairly uh, male kind of orientated. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Do you mean, do you think it's like a learned behavior? Do you think it has to do with um, social structuring or like what do you think it is? Why do you, do you feel like you isolate yourself or are you isolated? Yeah, it could be. I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, I'm not, I'm kind of the exception to the rule in terms of like my upbringing. Like I was very isolated as a kid and I, my dad died when I was four. So I didn't really know. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't set myself as the benchmark for other men. But in general, I would say, I'd say in general, it's not, it's not male culture to, to express ourselves freely. You know, because stoicism, despite the fact, you know, uh, culture has gotten a lot more accepting of men expressing themselves, stoicism is still very much in for men. And I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Yeah, that, that's a really good way of putting it. Like it is that kind of stoic archetype that no matter how different you see yourself or how far away you see yourself from the masculine ideal, you still hold on to a few things. And I think that's that stoic ideal mm. is still very much part of it. Um, and like, it would have been the same for me, like, it, like t- too often it's taken having a lot to drink to express myself to my friends, and even like my male friends who, who I know would be there, should I choose to express myself another time. But I guess it is just that, like that, that stokeness that you kind of have to feel like you're self-reliant. Mm. And the interesting thing of that is that I actually try to be stoic. Mm-hmm. Like it's an active goal of mine to be strong together, composed even when I'm not. And sometimes I beat myself up when I'm not, which is, I don't know if that's society. I don't know if that's my own issues with things, but, uh, I think it's their fault. Yeah. Everyone else is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so we were talking about generalization of men and now we kind of fall into the trap of being like, oh, men a lot of the times. But just, I mean, oh, men. <laughs> men. Um, does that piss you off though? Like when you hear or like see even on social media, like they're just kind of like funny tweets and just about how shit men are mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, does that affect you at all? Or can you see that you're not the men that they would be talking about? People like get frustrated and you're allowed to get frustrated slightly unreasonably. <laughs> And I'm I'm sure that like none of you hate all men. And like when you see those things, it's just an expression of frustration and stuff you have to put up with. Mm-hmm. Like I I know that it's hashtag not all men. Except like it's <laughs> it is not attacking a gender and it never really seems like that. Um so I, I would never take it that seriously. Like, you know, I say silly things when I express frustration. Mm. Um And a lot of it's wrapped in humor as well. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's I've never really seen one that wasn't yeah. Humor, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, like, I have to kind of give it to the to anyone who's dealing with the male gender romantically is that I've heard so many awful stories that it's like, yeah, yeah men. Yeah, I can't <laughs> you know, and like, I think, see, it's generalizations don't necessarily bother me. Like the whole all men are dogs thing. Part of me kind of can agree with that. Like, I've been just a pure dog at one stage, you know, and I'm not proud of it. It's definitely one of my worst phases of my life. But... I think what is often left out of those generalizations is that like, yeah, all men are dogs often, but they could be so much more as well. Mm-hmm. Like a performance dog, like Lassie. Correct. Mm. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. You're, or you're... Pippin, the one who flew the plane. No. <laughs> what? The dog flew the plane? <laughs> Too far. <Yeah. laughs> uh, your no, misery is making me feel slightly attacked. <laughs> Actually, could you tone it down? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, like I think like the humor is, is definitely part of it. I mean, like, it's, it is kind of funny, like you said, like sometimes you find like a comedy Instagram account, like that's, that's kind of like attacking men, you know, it's just meant to be a source for comfort for someone who is frustrated mm-hmm. at men. She Rates Dogs is an example. Have uh, you seen it before? Awards for Good Boys is oh, already going. Awards um, for Good Boys is so good though. <laughs> like you find yourself going through it and you're like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think like the, the, the same type of attitude that goes into uh, fuck men is that like, it's the same type of attitude you see as like, fuck people people are the word. Yeah. like it's the same yeah. type of like mm-hmm. misanthropy and misandry mm-hmm. that you kind of have when you're just expressing frustration and you're sick of something and you want to attack it and feel better that's the, i've never really thought about mm-hmm. that now i can justify my generalization <laughs> what have you done man. Stuart? what have you done <laughs> thank you Stuart. i am now the premium man hater tm <laughs> just lean into it cheryl sandberg it imagine if i actually leaned further into my man hating People already don't like me. <laughs> you're really, I mean, you're nice to us. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't know us, we're the manliest yeah. thing you can imagine. We're about John- to go outside and throw some tires around. Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Just regular old Johnny Bravos. Yeah. The archetype. Yeah. The ultimate archetype. What's yeah. your Johnny Bravo? Yes. Me too. Wholeheartedly. Okay, glad we're him, I give him everything. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't talk. I like his voice. And I like the white t-shirt, big muscles. I love white t-shirt, big oh, muscles. Is it just yeah. an Elvis t-shirt? It's black t-shirt. Yeah, it's oh, black. sorry. I, I like t-shirt muscles. <laughs> is it just like an Elvis impression? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Fuck, You great. just say mama a lot. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's getting me places, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me warm at night. Pornhub search. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Bravo. Alexa, Johnny, Johnny Bravo naked. It's about to fucking blow up. Some of our lovely listeners submitted questions on our Instagram at not like the other girls pod. And we also have thrown in some of our own. So we're going to throw them at you now. And if you don't answer them, we will kill you. So first and foremost, the most important question on this list, where and what is the clitoris? 
Well, when I'm faced with a difficult question uh, like that, I will often kind of internally just start thinking about Star Wars or I'll defer to Elliot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to defer to you. I'm just looking at the notes on the side of my hand here. Uh, it is the female sex organ. Are you happy with that? What? The, <laughs> the female sex organ. Just the, like the, the, the only one, the exclusive one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I kind of want to come around and sit beside you now. <laughs> Lucy does not look impressed. She is. Uh, I guess it's better than other answers. Uh, I Can just you elaborate? Up, I came up with a really good one, though. It's Go on. uh, the, the vagina's top hat. Oh, fuck, that was my joke! <laughs> <laughs> oh. You clearly decided to go another direction. Yeah, well, I, just, I was going to go serious. Ish. <laughs> and now I'm embarrassed. Okay, I'll let you continue. The scarlet colour. Look, the floor is yours. You, you no, take no, this. No, 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 I've said this enough. Yeah. See, this is why men don't get anything done. This is why we need all-female political <laughs> systems. <laughs> Are you guys happy with your description of the I'm glitters? waiting for Elliot to step I'm up. I'm waiting for you to step up, man. <laughs> Joke stealer. Uh, no, it's but really, okay. I think like uh, I think we, we, we both know where it is. Elliot just told me about it earlier. Um, I and I think if we could like draw a diagram, we'd show you. Do you want to, like, should we describe it? Yeah, go the on. Top hat. Yeah. Located top at the top of the vulva. Oh, yeah. vulva. Got another word in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Ding, ding. It's vagina bingo. <laughs> How many parts of the vagina can you list off? Did we? Was it me and you that did it? Vagina bingo. No, who was it? Oh, I think I was doing it with the guys in work, and I got it all right. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you do have one. I know, but like all of the like na- like everything, and I was just able to be like, you got the do, 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 labia do, do, do. majora, the labia um, minora, and then I won the game. Did you get the two different labias? Yeah, I got everything. What else is there on the vagina while we're here? Um, you got the clitoris. Yeah. Do you, do you count the the hood? Mm-hmm. But not everyone has the hood. No, you don't. Okay, it's no you, hood. You know that in like we were in biology and you had the diagram and they tell you everything. Yeah. What else is on it? You have your urethra. Okay. Your clitoris. Yeah. Your labia. Vulva. Your vulva. Labia, labia minora and majora. That's, that's not. I don't think they cervix. Do. Then your vaginal canal. Is that your cervix? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Thing. yeah. yeah. And that's inside. Wow. Wow. The, the, the men are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Biological. Actually, here. I don't think it is. I think it is. The cervix. No, your the cervix, cervix is, is the, like the barrier. The opening. Yeah. yeah. And then the canal is separate. Yeah, the canal yeah. is. Attached. The canal is what most people would consider to be the vagina. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like a Pringles can and the cervix is the lid, but it also is an opening. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's going to be a lot of people at our mentions there being like, y'all are fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What does once you pop, you can't stop mean with regard to the Pringles lid being the cervix? I'm not taking that one. I'll take a hard pass. Our next question. Do you feel pressured to embody masculine stereotypes? Well, we kind of covered earlier with the stoicism thing. I would say I don't feel pressure. Like a lot of times I actually want to be that just because... I sometimes look at my own emotions and I'm like, Ellie, oh, you need to keep a lid on that shit. Like, get together. So Yeah, I, I think uh, if you if you kind of break it down, or I found in the past where it's like, I've gotten to know some, some men really well, uh, you always find that they kind of have their own definition mm. of manliness and they're trying to, like, they might be really not stereotypically masculine in 99 ways, but then in one way it could just be, that is kind of their definition and I think for a lot of guys now, in particular, like our friends who aren't 
you know, laddish, except for us, except for mm-hmm. us, um, who are particularly laddish, like it does often come down to self-reliance or stoicism, you know. I also always imagine myself with a beard. So I'm really trying to push that. I, I don't. I shave constantly, like constantly. That's manly too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you guys kind of feel like you can be either hairy or non-hairy. The two types of men. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That I honestly feel, really, that's it. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. We're either side of a coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both the same. What about the the concept of the provider? Um, the nuclear family for so long had been that the men are the ones who go out, you know, earn all the money, provide for the household. Women are the ones who stay at home. And we're seeing a shift in society in the last like 20 years where a lot of women are also working. And also you kind of need to have two incomes to run a house, especially in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel pressure or that you would one day, either now or, or one, one day, have to become like the provider of the house? I wouldn't say, I, not as a role. Not a, I don't feel pressure in terms of like, oh, I have to fulfill this role because I am a man. I recognize that I'll have to fulfill that role because I'll be someone's partner at some stage. But it, like you said, it's going to be shared. But in general, I think the whole the whole nuclear family role thing is, I think, one of the biggest reasons why there is now what people are calling like a crisis of masculinity, because that was the role for a man to be the provider. And now that's not that's kind of antiquated mm. and not needed anymore. So a lot of men don't know what to do. I know speaking for myself, I, I've never felt pressured to be, okay, I don't have a family, I'm still quite young, so that pressure probably wouldn't have hit yet. But I would never feel pressured to be the sole provider, but I do definitely feel a pressure to provide. I've always, not that I've like envisioned this specifically, but my, my partner would never not provide as well or not contribute as well, and I'd always expect him to work and have a career, but I still feel that pressure to provide that probably comes from not being embedded within me. Mm. yeah pulling your weight mm. i would yeah definitely I'd feel the pressure for that but like i think that's just equality i think like not in general in terms of like oh there's never going to be a time where uh both of us aren't pulling our weight but for the most part yeah yeah i mean i don't think i'm going to age particularly well so i really want to make bank now <laughs> on. you look great do you feel like you understand women I think that's a, it's kind of a generalized question, though. Like, it means, do you understand people? Yeah. Like, a lot of times, no. Totally agree. It's a cop-out. No, that is a cop-out, but it's so true. It's a cop-out. But I would say the thing that I, I kind of feel like is a truth that I've learned about women and that I understand them is that they tend to have a better uh, understanding and sophistication when it comes to emotional truths. I find that. Like, I find that women cop something, let's say it takes one day to cop, this isn't fucking such a, uh, I don't mean to make it elementary or anything, but like women will cop something in one day, it takes men about five days to cop the same thing. I, from experience, I actually would agree. Because yeah. like straight away for me, I'll be like, whoa, something's off. And I'll be like, wow, that's not good. And I'll be like, I'm trying to fix it. And then sometimes when it's the other way around, and I'll be like, oh, they've definitely realized. And they're like, la, la, la. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to take yeah. you another four days until we're there. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I, again, I know it's a cop but just to, to reiterate, like, it, it, any women I know are so different. Um, and that difference, like, there are, like, obviously, we still, a lot of people still have, like, traditional gender identities that kind of conform to a gender binary. But I, I, I really think, like, the differences you find in people are, can be so great. Like, I, I have three sisters, so I always kind of get told, like, oh, geez, you'll be a great husband when you're older. Like, you must really understand women. But they're all so different to each other, even. But I learned pretty young that I, I don't think you can really generalize and say they're all the same in any way. 
Yeah, I've never felt that. Like I grew up in a, I have three sisters and only one brother. He was like the only masculine influence in my life for like ages. Yeah. And I felt like that didn't bring me any new comprehension of women. And like that, that's not true for me. Men tend to know more about Star Wars. What a fucking generalization. Well. I said tend to because I met women who know more than Star Wars about me. I think you might be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. No. I gotta call her mom before she hears. <laughs> so we spoke about women and men. How do you guys feel about the gender binary? Do you kind of feel like do you are you like proud of your spot in the gender binary? You're like I'm happy with this, or what do you think? I don't really think too much of it either way. That's it's kind of a shitty answer, but like because uh, we're privileged, <laughs> not like we're we're lucky that we. I guess it doesn't affect us negatively a lot, but like I I I think it can. It's not necessary and outdated. Mm. Um, and yeah, people should be really flexible and be able to identify yeah. as what they identify as. And yeah, I'd agree. I'm very pro, but like spectrum. Do you, would That's, you consider yourself take that out of context? Pro spectrum, cancelled. I like all the colors equally. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you cry? I would tear up frequently. It, it's kind of there are different types of cries like I, I would if I'm moved by art or something like that it's, it's not like that's <laughs> I'm constant. so sorry for laughing <laughs> oh I'm so God. sorry for laughing okay if, so I, funny. if I watch a sad film I will often cry mm-hmm. but like in a kind of very at least how I like to picture myself very manly biting my knuckle with a single tear coming down my eye a sexy cry as we call it fuck yeah <laughs> um, but I, I, in terms uh, in terms of actually weeping like because of my emotions, it would be rare. How rare? Maybe yeah. twice a year. Oh. Yeah. And I, I'm, I consider myself someone who would f- fairly openly cry. Mm-hmm. And because it's just it. that you don't feel like you can. I don't know. Or... I honestly don't know. Like, there's. I guess I'm rarely moved to cry a lot of times. It would take fucking a lot to to take the tears out of me, except unless it's like Lord of the Rings. Which I fucking cry like seven times in Return of the King. Do you think that the reason that you feel like you don't have to cry that much or that you're not moved to tears is because you have male privilege? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be that, like, you know. But also, like, I mean, thing. yeah, maybe because, like, again, going back to how my childhood, like, I, f- I faced, like, a lot of shit when I was a kid. And I cried a lot as a kid. And then now it's, like, for example, death. I haven't cried at death in a long time. Okay. You know, like, so I, I don't know if it's like the mechanics are just not there for me anymore. They certainly are. Like, I still cry, yeah. but it's just... I know for me, when like something sad happens that I would cry at the actual event, I tend to like rationalize it. Mm-hmm. But then I, I would ex- like, I would regularly express emotion through a proxy, be it like music yeah. or like sad films well or, yeah. you know, finish. So, so like, I, I, I would like tear up at those proxy sadnesses and there probably is some of my own emotion being released with those. Like you externalize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of aware of that. And that's yeah. just like, you know. That's okay. Like everyone has a process. Eat ice cream and listen to Sophie and Stevens and just weep for half an hour. That's um, all I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How often, would, can you quantify how often per year you would have a proper cry? It depends what you mean by proper cry. Like I would tear up and I, I like, you know, maybe. Do you like, just push it back? I'm confused by this. When Even when you said tear up, I was like, what do you mean? Do you mean like you can start to cry and then stop? Because I can't. No, but I do, I do get that like tear up. It's like sometimes tear-up. for yeah. me, it's not like, a, I just years. get like a little bit yeah. sad yeah. and it's like, oh, but it's not a full, cry this cry. is going to yeah. make me crying. Like it's. If I, I watch, okay, I get you. Yeah. But I would do a lot more 
crying than tearing up. Like You're sometimes just I will. A cry baby. I am a cry baby. But anyway, <laughs> outside of that. But like, sorry. Oh no! It's just that I know a lot of men who like actually physically can't, even when they have that much yeah. emotion, mm. that they just can't cry. Yeah. yeah, they've just never been able to. And I just I find that really strange because I, I get like okay, if you're only going to have like two cries a year, but it's only when like but when you do feel that like that moved that much that you can actually cry. But there is people who they get to that level and mm. still, no matter what, they just can't cry and. I find that it's only a male thing. I've never met a woman who could feel so much emotion and not be able to cry. Hi. <laughs> I'm, I, I was like that. Mm. I've seen you cry from laughing like four times the last few oh, days. Oh, that's not actual crying. Before we started recording. Yeah, yeah well, that's a, a weekly affair. <laughs> but actually you cry crying from sadness. out of sadness, you see me cry, but yeah. it it's very recent that I'm able to cry in front of people. And I... Like Elliot, when I was younger, dealt a lot with death and so shut off all of that. And so there was a period in my, t- in my life, especially when like my teenage years and early 20s, where really sad, awful things would happen and I would have no emotional reaction mm-hmm. to it. And I've trained myself to kind of go back to, mm-hmm. and that's through a lot of like spiritual work and stuff like that, the things that speak to me. And um, so now it's been about a, a year, year and a half where I can cry in front of people. But we've spoken about this before as well. I'm like, don't touch me <laughs> if I cry in front of you. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I only, like, properly cry four times a year. Oh, really? I cry a lot. I mean, if you're asking, like, how often I properly cry, it's how often does something really bad and traumatic happen to me that's so bad that I can't rationalize for the time and then kind of cope with it gradually mm-hmm. later. Um, so, like, you know, I can't say how often that is because it's sporadic. Do you wish you could cry more? I, I find that. I find I wish I could actually have more weep, weepy sessions. Maybe when I was younger, but I think I've learned to cope a bit more. Yeah. You know, just with sad films. Toy Story 4 made me very emotional. I feel a little fucking attacked right now. Lucy's actually crying. (laughs) (laughs) So do you feel like you can express the full spectrum of emotion when you want to or need to? Probably not. I, I would like... I'd say more of the issue is recognizing when you want to or need to. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, like, we have a pretty solid group of friends. So should I recognize that, which would be rare, I feel like I can. Mm. Yeah, like, if, if push came to shove, I think maybe. But there's so seldomly points in my life where those kind of instances are pondered, you know. I do know the last time I cried very heavily in front of someone was when my dog got put down. Mm. And it was me and my mom driving the car, but we're both fairly stoic people and we were both crying and looking away from each other. Like it, it was a weird experience. Um, but I still felt like I couldn't show it to her. And I think she felt the same. Cute. Also, I understand. <laughs> that rings. I, I think about this often and this is going to be the most depressing thing in the entire world. But I think of like when my parents die, <laughs> like how it's going to react with me, my brother, my sister, because mm. I'm the... Um, I'm way more forthcoming with my emotions and that's not even that much. So it's going to be interesting when we one day have to cross that bridge of mm. like, will we comfort each other? Will we cry together? I don't know. Mm. Probably not. Time changes a lot of things in your relationships. Mm. Like me, me and my sister used to not be very expressive with emotion towards each other. And now on my twice, like fucking four weekly cry sessions, all I get from her are pictures of her crying on WhatsApp. If you look to our media, it's just pictures of us ugly crying to each other <laughs> from like an under angle. 
it's nasty. So when you know when like birthdays you put up like pictures on your Instagram, all I have are pictures all that both of us have are pictures of us ugly crying. <laughs> so kind of fucked. But um maybe one day when your parents die, you and your siblings will have a group WhatsApp where you can just put ugly <laughs> pictures of you crying. Whatever gets you through it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be pictures of the cats and we'll just ignore completely that anything else has happened. Do you feel so misogynistic behavior happens PSA do you ever are you the type of dudes to call it out or do you let it slide on by I would like to say that I'm the type to to call it out more but there has been times where I catch myself and there's this like period recently enough I had a a, a moment that wasn't necessarily misogynistic but it definitely wasn't like great either where there was a friend of mine on the bus and I was reading and then a guy sat down beside her and was just like hello how's it going and then she didn't reply, obviously not wanting to talk. And I remember having this dialogue in my head being like, is he being misogynistic? And should I call this out? Should I stop this? Or should I let her do it for herself? And then it was this weird thing where it's like, do I, is it bad for me to be like, hey, stop fucking hassling that woman? You know, because then am I also part of the problems for not letting her speak up for herself? That's you know? a really tricky, is, that yeah. is a tricky one. Because sometimes I've had men... I've, I've, I've been like well able to be like, maybe sometimes actually, do you know what? If someone's like a little bit sexually aggressive with me, maybe I want that that night. You know what I mean? Mm. And one time I had a friend try to step in and I was like, yo, nah. Not tonight, da, dog. Nah. Sorry, No, bro. pal. Yeah. And then I was angry with both men in that situation. So nobody won. Yeah. So I totally get your point there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, I guess like we're usually confronted with a more like insidious and silent form of like sexism so it's kind of harder to call it in those situations uh i think I, I have gotten better at maybe saying it when some friends are saying something that's like needlessly sexist or homophobic or like racist because i guess often they're kind of being think they're being ironic or whatever <laughs> sorry think, you yeah. said needlessly sexist it's all needlessly when the sexism uh, is needed yeah. it's okay like well, when like, she leaves the kitchen <laughs> question like Thank you for pointing that out. And I'm glad you're a friend, like I would do for friends. <laughs> Safe space. No, but uh, but sorry, yeah, yeah. They were being sexist or, or homophobic or whatever. And you like, you know, you pointed out because they're just making stupid comments they made as as, as like teenagers. Uh, but there's also been times where I haven't, um like years and years and years ago, many years ago, I think it's before I graduated, like I was I was working this place and and a man made a sexist comment about someone I worked with. And in my head, I was like, do I say that's not okay? Because I'd had similar discussions with her and she just doesn't want trouble made. So is it okay for me to make trouble when she doesn't want it? And I don't think it is. But it was also someone saying something sexist to me. So I just later told the person that someone said something sexist about them. And just so, like, you know, I was like, yeah, just so you know. Because it felt like I was bottling it up or something. Um, You're like, just so you know, I could have helped, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that because, was it. It was, yeah, like, know, like, it was yeah. like, you know, like like this kind of thing gets said, yeah. and, and like, I, I kind of if thought... you don't want to make it close, you don't you want to. You know, like, I, I, so it was weird telling about it, because, like, should I also just not say anything? Yeah. So that was a weird situation to navigate. Um, I still don't know if I navigated it correctly. But yeah, I, I just think, like, a lot of sexism, you know, she sees is so, like, insidious and silent and underhanded. So yeah. it's, it makes it a little bit harder for it to call out. Especially, I, I'm not I'm quite non-confrontational, mm. so... Be similar enough. Yeah. And so often it's veiled and like, hey, it's a joke, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's not cool, though. But then, not, regardless of, depending on the situation, all often come out looking like the asshole. 
for making a big deal out of it. Same, same. You know? People yeah. like people always are like, I'd be like, whoa, you know, using the N word isn't really cool. And they're like, why did you spoil our fun? And yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the whole blessing of like the word we're using, the word cancel, the way we do now is that if someone does make a joke like that, you can be like, oh, cancel. <laughs> and you're kind of part of the joke while also letting them know that that's Yeah, not that's okay. an interesting <laughs> yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> using humour to uh, point out. Irish Christmas, Irish like Christmas gatherings of old family members are getting a lot oh, of cancels this year. And God. OK Boomers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> OK Boomer is a nice way of telling old people that they can't say, do you know, I had a black bus driver the other day and he was just as good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on to some more interesting questions oh, and cool. lighten the mood. Um, do straight guys really not wipe their willies after peeing? I didn't think this was a thing that I needed to yeah, do. And honestly, I've gotten by fine yeah. so far. I actually remember my sister giving me shit for this when I was seven. And I was like, Maria, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, and she's like, you have to fucking clean. You're scum. And then I just... I'm carried on living my life <laughs> the same way. I just, I don't understand, I really don't understand this double standard that we're expected to do it, but you guys don't have to. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. You don't yeah. have to. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah. Go for do it. Do your thing. It's going to all stop washing our yeah. hands. Just go for it. No, that's slightly like different. Well, yeah, washing your hands is a different story, yeah. <laughs> because my hands touch other people. Yeah. It actually makes, actually no, does it? It makes, we would get a lot, oh, I'm confused about this, so I think about this a fair bit. We don't really touch it with the tissue paper, so we mm. shouldn't really have to wash our hands. Mm. We, yeah, that, that is an argument. We, like, yeah, we yeah. are probably. I think it's just as well being in the toilet, though, like touching things in the bathroom. The area. My yeah, rationalization wash your hands. behind washing hands is it's probably just good to wash your hands like a couple times a day, yeah. so yeah. you not just do it when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. you're there, the mm. water's there, yeah. the soap is there, you've got all the ingredients. So, yeah. yeah, even so if it's, it's not the right time, itself, just no, wash your hands. Yeah. Don't make old ladies sick. Yeah. So true. <laughs> I eat so much weird food that my hands are nearly constantly sticky. So I wash my hands a good bit because of that. If anybody is interested in me because I've said this, <laughs> email us. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm upset. Do you have your email handy? Can I? I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the other girls, pod at gmail.com. <laughs> we look forward to reading your email. Daddy question mark. <laughs> okay. Going even more sexual now. Cool. How important is ball fondling? This was a user sent one in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in and dodge this by saying important relative to what? To you. Like, to you as life? two separate... <laughs> Am I doing it or someone else doing it? No, okay. Let's, let's make this really fucking clear, you sarcastic assholes. <laughs> no, but men need to fondle their own balls. Yeah. It's really, really important. Yeah, it's not men say fondle Disclaimer. your own balls. And Movember. At least once a week. Fondle your own balls at least once a week. And what are you guys looking for? Well, if you, that's why you have to fondle it so often. It can't be once a month because you need to know what irregular is. And if you don't know what regular is, you don't know what irregular is. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Spend. fondling your balls, very, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the question answered. Done. Next one. <laughs> we're going to circle back. Really. Yeah, we're just gonna I would say it's back. actually a nice bonus, but not necessary for me. Okay, so not necessary. Can you describe how it should be? I think oh. I'm asking for the women out there who yeah. are because you know, look, the peen is pretty straightforward. Yeah, your your peanut is it's entry level. It yeah. is. It yeah. is balls. You kind of you're only expected to go mm. near the balls until like your probably your very late teens, your twenties. Mm. 
Is there a charge that we can sell? For women, it's like, okay, so when you're this age, you're only allowed to stay in this area, and then you've graduated to the ball area. Does T.I. know this? (laughs) Oh, great fucking joke. I'm going to, yeah, it was great. I'm going to email T.I. about this after. But, like, I do feel like, you know, you don't have to know until you have to know. Uh How should it be done? (laughs) How to funnel the balls? <laughs> yeah. I'm not verbose enough, so I leave it to Elliot. Oh, come the, on, the literary. stop doing this. Uh, know, everybody has to have an input input in, in this one. I'd just be not gentle, definitely gently massage. Is it a rolling motion? Should it be like go a, honestly? I've had motion? a lot of different techniques happen down there. He's gonna, I think like, it depends on the man it's though, really, it? it depends depends definitely on the man. It depends on the woman too. Yeah, There's women out there with firm grips or really small hands, for example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can't yeah, hold them. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, should you have one in each hand? Uh, I'm gonna say no. I mean, it's not necessary. No, no, no. The one hand is fine. Do you reckon? Okay, if you've ever golfed, sometimes you might have three golf balls in one hand. <laughs> if, if you're with a man and his testicles are the side of golf balls, please send them to the doctor. Yeah, please, <laughs> guys. Balls. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys know this. Maybe women touch more balls than men. Balls vary so much mm-hmm. in size, mm-hmm. like ludicrously so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they've been like, whoa, whoa. And then I'm like, is that normal? I'm not sure which one's normal. And you don't want to be like, yeah, is that normal? I know. Yeah. And then, but then you We're don't know sensitive. if you've just been skewed. Can you yeah. start like estimating the size and then the general like cockiness of that man? To oh, see that's if, interesting. Like, yeah. Honestly, you know, big, big balls ball is the cockiness. Is... Really? 100%. Wow. For sure. Definitely. Although, hang on, hang on. <laughs> there have been some small ones with cockiness too. But is that like making short men it. who they make no. up for it with the bravado? No. Well, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> and when you said if the size of golf balls, there have definitely been ones larger than golf balls. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Can you introduce? Nearly as heavy. <laughs> a little hoist for him. Did you ask this question? Because uh, you seem really invested. <laughs> yeah. I just, I really... Honestly, I'm scared of balls because I really, I'm just so afraid I can hurt yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, that's just yeah. make sure yeah. you have good communication with just your gentle. partner yeah. and go for it. I'm going to confess to something. When I was a little kid, oh, I only had, <laughs> oh, I, I only had a sister. No, no, no. I only had a sister and all the pictures I had seen drawn of penises were just the penis. So I didn't right. realize balls existed until I was like 13. Oh. <laughs> when I saw someone draw one and I was like, what are those two things? Draw and I was like, Lucy, testicle. those are the balls. That's Saturn and Venus. I thought it was just like a sausage. <laughs> I didn't realize there was more. That's yeah. fucking and Irish then, sex education, man. And then it's after fucked. that, because I'd only seen like hand drawn images, I thought the balls were like attached to the penis. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. To, on the sides, not underneath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. They're just passengers. Yeah. 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 Mm. Anyway, so this is why it's important, guys. I'm sorry that I didn't get to go no, to it's... cool, educate together schools like you guys. Okay, moving on. Have you ever sent a dick pic? Was it unsolicited? I'm probably, I've actually never sent a dick pic. You've never sent a dick pic? What about a balls pic? I have never, until recently, I have never understood. Yeah, I've sent my my left is a big uh, popular one. But I've never saw the appeal in sending nor receiving until recently. You know? If I see someone online and I, like, glean some information that seems like they're female, I just send. I have a folder. Yeah. No, uh, you send other people's penises though. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And put my own mix in there, and if they can tell which one, then they get to date me. <laughs> it's a long process. Yeah. Needle in a haystack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. I, it's, um, it's a very comical thing for people to do that I hear of. 
Because it never makes sense to me. Yeah, I. I pigs. Yeah, yeah. Like uns- unless it's like it's it's like maybe you're a fan of your a fellow's penis and then you mm. want to see it, but I like, like. Do you like them? Ah, uh, should do, do. Are you supposed to say this on online channels? Like, <laughs> I like I like them when I'm into someone and I'm like, that's yeah. a penis. But I when you see. ask for it or like, but I don't. I also don't like asking no, for not it. Not asking for it, but like you kind of know, like this is yeah. a thing that you guys do. Yeah, you know, you blue. can go. Can I have a picture of your peen? Yeah, or even if they do send it, but like you're kind of, not that you're expecting it to come at this time, but like you're. No, like you're kind of flirting. If I wake up and it's yeah. like 9 a.m. and there's a picture of penis, no. One of, I've Jeez, gotten yeah. one of those. Like, I have woken up and I'm like, ooh, this person sent me a message and I open it and I'm like, what? 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 Like the last thing we talked about was like something very innocent. Mm, we're not gammon. We're not like together it, in any sense of the word. That we, no, we can't. I, I'd love to meet someone who has done that because I don't understand. But I guess that was just comes down to like an extreme self-centeredness mm-hmm. that you're like... Well, I need to express this, and they, yeah. they have to enjoy it. It's fabulous. I it's much you. easier than I think. It's much easier than expression than trying to verbalize something sexy. Because if you've ever tried to write erotic literature, yeah, if you've ever tried to write a lot erotic literature, it's hard. It's so the, hard. Oh, it's yeah. too messy. I'm right. crazy. <laughs> it's turgid. Oh uh, shit! I write erotic Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> I used to write. Uh, this is. I, I was waiting for the episode in which I talked about this further. I used to write uh, like. Semi-erotic Twilight fan fiction. Oh. We need to read so, that. Fifty Shades. Yeah, that's Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades is great. I know, and people. So basically, people my age really liked it at the time. So like, there's people who are in the, the year above me and the year below me, and they're like, Do you know what? They like secretly message me, being like, I know people make fun of you for your dumb fan fiction blog. Fair. Yeah. But they were like, it's actually super good. So I think there's like a bunch of people that's masturbating great. to the fiction I wrote. This is your. You dream. did that. Yeah. You caused a lot of orgasms. Yeah. Good for you. Go me. Yeah. Can you um, help me with my, my showers? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying. Uh, yeah, psychologically, it'd be an interesting kind of rabbit hole to, to go down in terms of lit- the literature written on why men send dick pics. Because I wonder, is it like, this is an alpha move? I'm going to fucking do this. Like, I, yeah. I want to know. I think, no, that's what I was saying. I think it's just they can't express themselves sexually yeah. in any other way without having just been penis. Yeah. They're the type of guy yeah. who, like, they're probably no floor play guys. They're probably like, yeah. yeah. Straight in. That's an interesting... Unsolicited yeah. ones. I, 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 I never... Yes. Solicited, not all. If you send dick pics, yeah, you yeah. probably do horribly. That's uh, fine. As interesting as it is, I never like trying to rationalize these things or like fi- I never try to like figure out these things too much because then you get really close to like trying to rationalize it from their yes. perspective. Yes. And you can often get really close to like shitty misogynistic talking yeah. points. Like, yeah. Men are expected to make the first move so how can I not just blast you this image? <laughs> <laughs> I might try it sometime with a tidbit. Just... Uh. I say it's definitely going to be received a lot differently. Like if I, I see, if I get a I think it's it's still be like interesting. I I would never feel that with a penis. There's definitely <laughs> going to be an event in the future where just everyone's internet history is just completely leaked. Like everything they've ever done, and you'll still get cancelled for that, Lucy. I'll make sure you still get cancelled. Honestly, like I I think about this. Remember, like that. Like okay, you remember how China were like. Oh, we use your social media history to do things. I'm a little scared. A little scared, baby. But we're all a little scared, so it's okay. (laughs) But you know, uh, do you ever think about, because I think about this a lot, do you ever think about that guy on Facebook who probably reads people's private conversations because someone's got to do it for like TSA reasons and stuff. Just like looking at all these pictures of people's peens every day. Like yeah. there's some dude who's like smiling. Like yeah. if you, if you like if you ever been in a relationship where you've sent naughty pictures, there's some guy smiling, being like, "Oh, he's hard for her, cute." What was it like when you ejaculated for the first time? <sighs> Fucking some show, I tell you that. A massive surprise. 
Uh, no, I, I don't really remember. I remember super vividly. Is that is that technically not okay? I don't know. Okay. Is it? Why would know. it be technical? I don't know. I a technicality. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was very bizarre. Very, because we have fuck all sex education, so it's like, the th- all we learn about sex is just like, yeah, this gets her pregnant if you're not careful. And that's okay. Nothing about pleasuring each other. So I just remember having all these bottled up physical feelings and then just being like, okay, what's going on? And I, it was literally an experience of exploring yourself of what feels nice. And then you do one thing that feels nice so frequently and then something happens and it was insane. That was, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a vivid story for you. Not really, but... I, I, actually, I don't well, think it was graphic at all. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I actually wish it was a little more graphic. <laughs> if you were to describe the sensation or like maybe three adjectives, which three would they be? Just to be, uh, able, just be able to compare I, it to I, the I female would, um, the, I think verb, shudder. Shudder is the thing that comes to mind when I when I think. But shudder, um, can, I presume it's not like a shudder and revulsion, like, oh, I shudder to shudder. <laughs> um, no, it's not revulsion. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really glad. <laughs> yeah. Shudder. I, I, yeah, adjective. I literally said three adjectives and you gave us one verb. I know. <laughs> I like to speak good. Um, sh- shudderific. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck. I actually can't think of adjectives for it. Honestly, yeah. It's, but it's like, how would you describe an orgasm? Okay. The words like velvet come to mind. Uh, that's because you... That's because of what you're having sex with, though. Do you not think so? Dicks don't feel like velvet. I'll tell you that for free. No. But the, I, I'm, I'm literally thinking of the feeling of an orgasm, not necessarily the physical sensation. Velvet. It's also not really an adjective. It would be velvety. I know, I know. Yeah. I can't think of adjectives. I guess velvety. Velvety. If I were to describe, I think about this a lot as well. Basically, I think about literally everything. Whenever I think of adjectives to explain orgasms, it is kind of like that, like, wow, this is groundbreaking here. Release. Yeah. Well done, loose. And yeah. that's not an adjective either. No, that's a verb. I know. So you done got bested by your own question. Colourful, but like not, Colourful. but has nothing to do with colour. I don't think you can. I, I, I would, it's very like bursting. I would... Mm, <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> bursting. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, wow. That, for me, that sounds painful. Yeah. No, but <laughs> more, bursting is so much, like, an orgasm is so much more long-lasting than... Like, it's more like waves. A lot of what you're saying is making is. me asexual. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give us an, an adjective then, Stuart. Yes, yeah, you're very quiet. Been very quiet. I said shudderific, and that got a positive response. So we would like an original. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, like it, it's just overwhelming pleasure. Not overwhelming. That makes it sound too much. Does you like? Ah! <laughs> For like a second, it there is a sense of because there's, you think you're there's, dying. There's a yeah, yeah. It's the, well, you think you're dying. Le more. Le um, you do feel like yeah. there is a second where you're like, whoa, I'm dead. It's just <laughs> yeah, like it's gas. It's, you're just totally absent. I guess yeah. a little bit, and but feel, also yeah. so present, as present as you can be. In that no, moment. I'm definitely like right. absent. You remember that video that went viral? And it was this song, and it was like, dude, and it was like the person flying, through, like the cat going through the space. The unicorn cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nyan no, cat. that's not Nyan, Nyan cat. Remember it was after and it was a song and 
Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, the, with all these memes were about it was shooting yeah. stars. Is that yeah. the name of the song? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that. It was and it feels image. like it's for a very long time, yeah. whilst also not feeling long enough. Super short, yeah. Mm. Orgasms kind of suck when you put them into perspective, yeah. but they also rock. This has been a not like the other girls improved message. <laughs> well, this is not like really strenuous on your body, but like obviously it makes you feel pleasure because it wants you to continue doing it so that you have babies and procreate. It's pretty gas. I wonder if my body's like, oh, it's just her again. <laughs> I suck. My body's like, yeah, do that again. I'm like, ha, <laughs> scammed. <laughs> There's no one here but me. <laughs> I think I'm alone now. <laughs> What does having sex feel like for a man? Shudderific. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, I don't know. That's... I actually find that kind of difficult to put into words. I would find that's going to hurt. Because I, I guess when you don't know what it is for the other sex, then... The other sex? That's a little bit of fucking... The other sexes. Oh, I misheard you. Yeah, then you don't... Whoops. I'm no. still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, whatever. It's a city where, I don't know, but like scratching an itch seems so fucking meager compared to what it that actually is. That sounds so like routine. But like, yeah, mm. it does. But then it it's like, I don't know. It, would you say squishy? Oh, you want to actually go into that? Um, is it squishy? No. Would you it can s- be. I would say inviting. Invi- inviting. 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 You're yeah. like a British gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Come it's on, like, afternoon tea. A British gentleman. It's like the joke on, that um, Hugh Grant's character makes about Mark Darcy when he's like, excuse me, I think I'm going to come. Um, I don't know, fuck. Uh, I'm trying to be eloquent about it. because You don't got to be. We've yeah. not been eloquent on this podcast ever. Say it. Because the whole key and lock... Comparison. Comes Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, TI. Isn't that, isn't that heteronormative? It's a little heteronormative. heteronormative. Yeah, well, well, it depends on yeah. what your experiences are. I mean, true. We're, like we're, we're, we're both, we're both mm-hmm. like straight cisgendered males. Correct. So, yeah, that's probably apt. Mm. So, like, but it, yeah, yeah, but it, it's a weird thing because it, I don't know, fuck yeah, I can't, I can't, I can only do that weird subjective uh, descriptions where it's like, yeah, it feels so right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's nothing. That's a non-statement. Well, if it feels right, it feels right. Yeah, it feels super right. Uh, Do you feel like you can communicate what you like in bed? Yeah. It depends. Depends on who. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a huge variable. That's like the the person that you're with. Mm. Um, I I imagine I'm still a virgin. I can't let TI find out I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like it depends on who you're with. And like, uh, obviously you hope you have good communication with them and you can. And I think in, in general, yes. Uh, sometimes I just kind of say daddy question mark and hope they understand <laughs> what I really need. <laughs> Is there um, anything you find awkward during sex? A lot of it is awkward during sex, but it's not like bad. Yeah. It's just like, especially when you're getting to know them for the first time. It's sort of like, oh, hey, how does this? Like, we, we all know how it works, but <laughs> well, it's hey, like, whoa. what's happening here? You know, um, yeah, Honestly, like, yeah, it is. But the whole, yeah. it's it's wonderfully awkward. You know, it's terrific. Yeah, you both laugh about it and that's yeah. fun and nice. At but its best. At its best. Yeah, it's, yeah it's it can be nice. awkward. Yeah. It can be awkward bad. What what do men feel about queefs? I think they're funny. Yeah. I I'm like They're not that's a thing that happened, yeah. yeah. So I think we've got to the end of all our questions. Mm-hmm. One final one. What advice would you give your younger self? 
I would say, first and foremost, definitely learn to love yourself. Because fucking life is a lot longer if you're not on your own side. Uh, consider going to counselling, maybe because you got a lot of shit not worked out as a teenager. Um, settle down. Yeah, make peace with both the present and who you are and the things around you. That was more beautiful than I could. So I'd probably send you back to my younger self. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it kind of similar. Like, uh, like just kind of reassure them, like them, me, him. Uh, it re- reassure younger Stuart <laughs> that everything will be like you'll find people that you like. So you don't need to keep trying to like change, etc. Um, probably see the can- see a cancer thing as well. Like that, that probably would have been good. Probably good for absolutely everyone. So that's probably like universal mm-hmm. younger life advice. Um, yeah, I, I think that like just just give a lot of reassurance and like you know you can, you do you we'll we'll be okay. You do you and worry less about doing you. Very touching, guys. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, and if you do want to donate to Movember, you can go to movember.com. Um, and happy International Men's Day, which is soon, but not today. Tuesday 19th. Tuesday the 19th. And now it's time for the Mandalus, uh, a time when we observe all of the shitty things that men have done to us or the wider world. Uh, my Mandalus for this week is I was at a tech conference recently and on a talk on robots and the future of robots and naturally it also got on to sex robots. Um, any man in the audience asked a question along the lines of would women become obsolete when sex robots have been around for a long time? Um, and then when it was asked to the speaker, he just got very confused and was like, no, of, of course they won't go. Obviously, like, women are not going to die out just because men can now fuck sex robots. Um, but I really liked that this man thought that that was a genuine thing that could happen in the future. Because apparently if we don't have sex with men, we die. My mandolin this week is dedicated to this specific barista who um, overfills my flat white and charges me for a 12 ounce rather than an 8 ounce. I wouldn't mind if it was once, but it's every time. And then when I put the lid on and screw it on, it spills everywhere. And also he puts a little heart on it, but I kind of like, I have to smush it anyway. So there's no point. But I don't have the heart to tell him that he's wrong. And I don't think he understands when I say 8 ounces. But anyway, fuck you, pal. My man to this this week is the taxi man who pissed us off when we were out for drinks the other night and we came across a very, very drunk... Well, actually, I don't think he was that drunk. I think he was more stoned, but he was in a bad way. Uh, this guy from Norway who was by himself and we were trying to get him back to his hotel and we flagged him in a taxi and then he's like, no, not taking him. He's too drunk. And I was like, mate, he's just like, he's not getting sick. He's just can't walk. That's all it is. And then... Um, <laughs> One of our dear friends was like, that's fine. Thanks for being an asshole and slammed the door. And then he circled back round, rolled in the window and continued to yell abuse at us. And we were like, if you're not going to help, fuck off. And then he left, circled back around, did it again. And then eventually we got him into a taxi. So fuck you. My Mangelus is a guy encountered recently that I heard about before because he's kind of fabled. Uh, on the Lewis, which for our non-Irish listeners um, is a light rail system that I use to get to work every day. Obviously, that's the only reason it exists for me. But anyway, so there's this guy on it and he'll like stand across the aisle. that's kind of cramped and he'll like stretch his arm out across the bar, like basically blocking the whole aisle. So if you want to like walk by him and you're like, excuse me very politely because I'm extremely non-confrontational. 
uh, he just goes, ah, feck's sake. Like, he's so unbelievably angry at that. And apparently he's just always there and he gets so annoyed at people wanting to move past him. What a dream. Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking dream. He's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> he, has a, he has like a star tattoo on his neck. Maybe uh, that's identifying I know that too person. much. Yeah. Uh, my uh, Womangelus, would that be correct? My Womangelus would be uh, a woman, a partner of mine, former partner of mine, who uh, said it wasn't manly to want to be held as a little spoon from time to time. Uh, I forgive you. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> just like, I just, I, I am incensed over this because you call it the jetpack when you are mm-hmm. the big spoon as the woman, especially me as quite a small woman. I make a great jetpack and I really like being Big Spoon slash Jetpack. Same, I like yeah. it a lot. Mm. Yeah, big time. Big Spoon is good fun. It's nice to have both. Yeah. yeah. She sure. had warped opinions of masculinity though. Like some of the stuff, I don't know why I didn't fucking pick them up as red flags. But like I'd be doing something, I'd just like share something and she's like, that's not manly. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was fucking 20. So like, oh, okay. I'm gross. not a man. Yeah. Gross. That's all good. Super gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for this episode thank you guys so much for joining us thank you for having us yeah. it was really fun I this is great yeah, our yeah, first guest episode bring me back for the Star Wars episode <laughs> that's what I thought I was coming in here 2020, for 2020 never so uh, please follow us on Instagram at not like the other girls pod on Twitter at nltog underscore pod and on Gmail email us please at not like the other girls at gmail.com not like no. the other girls pod at gmail.com. Maybe this is why no one emails us because we don't know our own email. And no, it, it, you don't know our email. <laughs> it's not like the other girls pod at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. Join us next week when we have Shudderific Sex live on the podcast. I'm there. Are women's eggs vegan? <laughs> we've, we've had this discussion oh, and yeah. they are. <laughs> okay. So we can eat them? <laughs>